Power Service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre. Good morning, 637 on your Tuesday morning. Jalen is on vacation this week, so you've got me and Cody Jansen filling in on the sports desk because Morty Scott is off on the bye week for the Edmonton Elks, although obviously yesterday ended up doing a little bit of work because of the change in offensive coordinator. Much more from Cody on the changes the Elks have made as we move through the rest of the morning. Right now I want to talk about airlines. Once again, I know we have talked about airlines and delays and the trouble with travel in Canada quite a few times over the last many, many months. The most recent... uh, conversation we had uh, dealt with the delays that are being faced in Canada that about half of the flights here in Canada with Canadian carriers are either delayed or cancelled uh, in the last little while and that's just a staggering number compared to the states I, mean, I think it's 75 to 85 percent of their flights are arriving generally on time so we have some issues uh, there it's not just the airlines there are some other operational things that can get uh, in the way periodically so nav canada is trying to increase its uh, its communication lines with you the flying traveler and so they've launched a new sort of social media presence just to provide some more information now uh, when we got a hold of john Greta, because we've talked to him many times here uh, he's out of mcgill university uh there's lots of things he's involved in but aviation management and operations and logistics and all that kind of thing definitely did in his wheelhouse and when we we called him up and asked him about this nav canada social media he seemed to be fairly anxious to chat about it so we have him on this morning john how you doing not bad yourself. Uh, not too bad. I'm looking at the Nav Canada Operations uh, Twitter uh, account, and I haven't seen anything for three days. So I don't know. <laughs> they sort of started with a little bit of a splash, but they haven't done much uh, since then. Yeah. What, well, what is this? I, 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 it's really the, uh, the the volley that Air, that Nav Canada is doing to kind of counter what um, airlines have been doing, kind of gr- gr- gratuitously pointing the finger at a whole bunch of other organizations in the, in the system that's causing them delays. And one of them, as you go, was, was very explicit a couple of weeks ago when the uh, president of uh, WestJet, you know, on uh, on X or on Twitter, as we call it, uh, decided to take a shot at NAVCAN and basically complain the fact that he's got a two-and-a-half-hour delay flying from uh, Calgary to Vancouver, and he's blaming on NAVCAN. Uh, for air traffic control. I think air traffic control and NAPCAN guys basically said, wait a second, you know, we don't need anybody pointing the finger at us. If we have a problem, we'll point it at ourselves. And this is NAPCAN's response to that uh, shot across the bow that was fired by WestJet. Seems like some pretty thin skin in our travel industry these days because, hey, Nav Canada does have a shortage of air traffic controllers. Sometimes the, the problem does land at their feet. Yeah, it does, and I think that you know NAPCAN is saying we'll you know we'll admit it, we'll we're not we're not trying to run and hide. Uh, if we have a ground a ground delay program, or if we have shortage of staff, or we have weather issues, we'll we'll deal with our own communication to the Canadian traveling public about delays that they can expect as a result of uh, air traffic control issues. So uh, I think you know it is really NAPCAN picking up the the can to basically say that we'll manage our own PR. We don't need the airlines to do it for us. And yet, they, they, they put something out, I guess, Friday, Saturday, maybe. It says three days ago, anyway, and I haven't seen anything since. So, uh, are they even using this, or was this more of a, of a PR thing to just say that we're, we're, we're potentially going to, uh, just to try and get that out there? Well, no, I think, I think you, know, you know, the jury's still out. I think that, you know, we're not sure exactly what the content's going to look like. It really, you know, I thought 
you know, okay, here we go with a NAVCAN app that will show up on your smartphone and you'll be able to, you know, tell them, you know, this is the flight that I'm going on. Is there going to be a, a NAVCAN delay? Uh, but it's nowhere near that. It's just a, a, a set of statements they're going to make on X to let people know that we have a ground delay program or we got a short staff in Vancouver or Calgary or Montreal, expect some delays, contact your airline. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of a, you know, a, a very preliminary process. I th- oh, did we lose John? Something happened there. I think he just uh, <laughs> didn't have Canada cut our line. No, <laughs> just kidding. So we lost him for a second. Just as we try to get John back again. Look, here's oh yeah, you're back. Hey John, we lost yeah, you I'm for back. two seconds. What happened? Yeah, <laughs> I must have hit the mute button. Oh, I was getting too geez. excited. I was too, getting too excited. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, so uh, you were talking about what they what they're going to do. I, I I did laugh a little bit because obviously this is going to be a PR exercise. So here's one of the one of the things that uh, they they put out three days ago. We're seeing delays at YUL, which is Montreal, as a result of weather. Our team is working to keep aircraft moving safely and as expeditiously as possible. And then yeah, check with the airline, etc. There's another one where they say here you'll find information about air traffic management initiatives, etc., etc. So it is definitely a PR thing, too. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's all. You know, I think it is. It's, it's really, uh, you know, they're looking at, you know, taking the ball and firing it back at the airlines saying, listen, don't, you know, don't try to tell the airlines what's going on with AirNav. Let us do it. Uh, we'll be the, you know, we'll be the communication vehicle for air navigation issues. Um, you guys run your airplanes. We'll run AirNavs. Uh, uh, look, and, uh, you, you mentioned the airlines were just trying to point some fingers. I understand that they're they're under fire, and they've they've screwed some things up. So some of their 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 margins of error have helped to perpetuate the difficulties that we're seeing. But there are sometimes problems with Nav Canada. Are there not problems sometimes with baggage handlers, with operations, with getting gates at different airport managements as well? Uh, you know, do we have to recognize that? Is there something that needs to be done with our overall air travel system? Because this doesn't seem to be working very well, John. No, it's not. And I think that, you know, last year, if you remember this time of year, we were all screaming blue murder about delays and people stuck on airplanes for hours and, you know, your bags getting lost all over the place. Mm-hmm. And Toronto having, as example, the worst airport performance in the world. Um, this summer, um, you know, Toronto's not much better. You know, Air Canada's performance over the last six weekends in terms of their on-time performance, you know, at Pearson is in the 50 to 55% range. And it was even worse this past weekend. So, you know, you have to ask yourself, you know, is there something, you know, fundamentally wrong or is there something that's, that's really flawed in the way in which we, in fact, design our operating schedules and our operating plans for Canadian airports? And I think it is. I think that, you know, we've got to come back and really have a a tete-a-tete, as we say in Montreal, Mm -hmm. about trying to figure out what is it that we have to do to kind of fix the problem once and for all because it's, it's it's not getting any better. It's, in fact, getting worse. Well, and then you worry about, you know, the turf wars with the different groups. Can they actually come together at some point? Uh, I guess we'll see whether or not that can change down the road. Uh, one, one other just quick note came in on the text line. Colin says, uh, if NAVCAN causes delay or cancellation, do they cover the cost of reimbursement? I am curious if there's any move afoot to either uh, get the, uh, the airport authorities or NAVCAN or whatever to also join in on, uh, mm-hmm. on some reimbursement uh, issues that the airlines are being taxed with? Well, 
I think that one of the you know one of the issues you have with that type of, of approach is that you know if if NavCan was getting revenues from you as a passenger on the flight that you're looking in, yes, they would be part of this uh, compensation process. The only place that we have money is exchanged between a passenger and the aviation industry is with the airlines. So uh, it, it really, the airlines are supposed to be the arbitrator and the coordinator of all of those systems and all of those practices that are required to fly an airplane from point A to point B. So if, if somebody's not playing ball, it's the airline's job to make sure that, you know, they, they adjust their schedules and adjust their operating plans to make sure that you're not taxing the system. Um, the airlines have not been very diligent in doing that, and that's why you have all the finger pointing that's taking place. Well, that's very interesting. I, I didn't really think of it in those those terms, so thank you for, for explaining that, because you can have the finger pointing, but at the end of the day, the buck stops there, period. Right. Yep. John, uh, great. Thank you uh, for some clarity, some conversation. Appreciate it. What's going on in the background? Are you like in a cafeteria or something? Did somebody drop a plate full of, uh, a tray full of dishes? What's going on? Where are hey, you? Listen, I, I wanted to be on the air with you this morning, so I'm having my morning cup of coffee on Laurier Street, Montreal, and we're trying to make sure that they're keeping the noise down to a dull roar. My apologies. Yeah, they failed miserably. All right, <laughs> man. St- we still got talking to you. Take <laughs> That's care. great. All, All right, right. bye-bye. John, John Gray, I got McGill University in Montreal. Uh, thank you for joining us there on Laurier Street. Uh, uh, and, and as mentioned, he's he's involved in, in aviation management, uh, so logistics, operations, supply chain, all of that kind of stuff. So he's definitely tapped into how the system works, or in this case, doesn't work. Rolling up on six forty-seven, back in a flash. So keep on rocking me, baby. Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre, supported by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. Good to have you with us on a Tuesday morning on this morning on 630 Ched, 649 here. Uh, another message in on the text line just on the uh, the airline and the Nav Canada and all that. Uh, Dave is suggesting that maybe airlines can reduce delays by not gouging passengers for luggage. It takes so long to people to board. They're blocking the aisles. They're stuffing the overhead bins. Same thing, deplaning at the other end. Just because it's so expensive to check luggage, you have to, you know, it's well, WestJet's 40 bucks one way and then 40 bucks going back the other way. Air Canada is around 30, I believe. It's something Morning Scott has complained about many times. I don't know if that's going to, it doesn't create enough of a delay to cause that, that domino effect. I don't, from everything I've heard from, from different groups, that might be an irritant that might uh, drive you nuts, but it, I don't think it really uh, adds to the actual airline travel delays that we've been experiencing. I don't think so, but yeah, it, it is a bit of a pain in the butt. Hey, just uh, had a few moments here, so I wanted to touch on uh, last weekend. I've talked about how busy this coming weekend's going to be. There was a lot of hope that maybe, you know, K-Days would, uh, would, would get uh, at least the same numbers as last year, maybe more. Taste of Edmonton, certainly hoping for at least the same numbers as the year previous, maybe more. It's not really how it all turned out. There was a drop for both of those major festivals over the course of their 10 days. So uh, for Taste of Edmonton, they had about 260,000 people head into Churchill Square. 
But in the year previous, it was 300,000 people. So that's a drop of 40,000 over the course of the 10-day experience. And then K-Days also had about a 30% drop. So 557,000 people going through the turnstiles at K-Days as compared to, you know, I think it was around over 700,000 the year previous or right around that. So Explore Edmonton is the group that's putting on K-Days. They were trying to change things up and, and, and improve the festival. And Arlindo Gomes says that staff are continuing to look at ways to improve things. As part of our reimagine process, we are looking to add new programming again for next year and continue to grow uh, the event and make it even more diverse for Edmontonians to experience. So yeah, 760,000 people last year, 557, so call it 560 if you like. So that's 200,000 people less. That's that's considerable. And yet, if you listen to them, they, they still say that overall it was a hit. The weather wasn't perfect, but we'll take what we got. And uh, really happy with the team's effort this year, the number of volunteers that were at the event, and uh, the effort that everyone put in together to make it a successful 10 days. We'll see if, uh, see if they can pick it up and get it a little bit better next year for attendance. Is is it the programming or is it the pricing, Daryl? I don't know. I don't know. And I'm sure uh, that's going to be a deep dive as they go through and see what, you know, are there surveys? Will they be able to find out what ke- either brought people or kept them away? I, I really don't think it's the programming. And, and maybe that's just me, my generation, my thoughts. I don't want to speak for other people. But I feel like, again, obviously pricing is going up. That's everything in the that's world. That's everything, I, I, yes. I understand yeah. that. But I also feel like there's an extra degree at some of these events now mm. where it does feel like you are paying extra it could just be that. because, yeah. and that, that really just disinterests me, right? I think it could be that, and then the fact that we have inflationary pressures everywhere else. There's just not as much disposable income for an awful lot of families. Maybe between the two of them, they work together to, to keep people away. I, I would fully agree with that. Oh, they'll look at it, try to figure it out, and try to improve on things for next year. Uh, we shall see.